Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 16th, 2020. I started a new series yesterday entitled Faith and Patience, the Wonder Twins, right? I've actually taught on faith and patience before. This is Faith and Patience, volume four. This is my fourth installment of teaching on faith and patience. And this is part two of this current installment. So Faith and Patience, part two, I'm calling this one enjoy the journey. As a born-again believer, as someone who has dedicated their lives to Christ, you, you should remind yourself from time to time to enjoy the journey. That's what we'll talk about today. I read three scriptures for you yesterday, and I want to go back to those three scriptures today as I continue to just lay the foundation for this series. Hebrews 6 and 12 says, we do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Hebrews 10 and 35 says, do not therefore cast away your fearless confidence for it, your fearless confidence or your faith carries with it a great and glorious compensation of reward. You will be compensated for living by faith. And then Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us as born again believers, let us as people who walk with God, let us not become weary in doing what is good. Right now, in the middle of a global pandemic, in the middle of coronavirus, there are people who are stressed out, people who love God, who are saying, I can't take it anymore. Listen, yes, you can. The grace of God is on you to take it. When you ask God for less challenge, he gives you more grace. Let us not become weary. Let us not become tired or stressed out or burnt out in doing what is right For at the proper time, the Bible says that we will reap a harvest, watch this, if we do not give up. And say this, say there's no quit in me. You are not going to give up. I'm not going to let you do it. The Holy Spirit is not going to let you do it. There's no quit in you. You will not give up. You will not cave in. You will not quit. You you will not get stressed out. You will not get burnt out. Enter into God's rest. When you walk with God and you allow him to walk with you and you cast all your cares over to him, Listen, you can go to work and you can whistle while you work. You can be excited every day. When you go to sleep, you can sleep and sleep good. God says in his word that he gives his beloved sweet sleep. He that watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. And I like to say, if God is going to stay up, then there's no need in both of us staying up. I can go to sleep because God is not sleeping and he is watching over me. Say amen to that. All right. So what does this mean to you today about enjoying the journey. I have two things to share with you in this morning. Uh, as I No, actually three points to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three points, I want you to open up your heart to what God is saying to you. You ready? Three things. Number one, here we go. The heroes of the faith held on long enough to see what God said. I'm talking about, do you have some stuff you're believing God for? And, 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 and are you going to hold on long enough to see what God said. Can you hold on? When weeks become months and months become years, what if years become decades? Can you hold on long enough to see what God said? David, let me give you some examples. I like to teach by both precept and example. David was 17 years old when God sent a prophet to his house to anoint him to be the next king of Israel. And he was anointed right there on that day in front of his brothers. He didn't ask for this. This was the call of God. He didn't ask for this. This was the hand of God. And he, boom, I'm anointed now to be the next king of Israel. 17 years old. Got it? But he didn't 
become the king of Judah until he was 30 years old. And he didn't become the king of the unified Israel until seven years later. So it took 20 years for David to become the king of Israel. It took 20 years. And in those 20 years, David endured extreme challenges. He was on the run. He was a fugitive. He lived in caves. He almost died. People turned on him, all kind of stuff. But he held on long enough. He had faith and patience. He held on long enough to see the promise of God come to pass. And he kept the promise alive in his heart the whole time. Joseph. Joseph was also a young man when God gave him a dream. God gave him this dream and, and he got excited about the dream. See, what God does is that he'll show you the end of a thing, but he will not show you all the stages you have to go through in, in the space between the promise and the performance. Because I'm convinced that if God showed us everything that we would have to go through, many of us would run the other way. So God shows Joseph this dream. Joseph received the dream. He believed the dream. He believed the dream would come to pass. He didn't know it was going to take 20 years. And in those 20 years, he had to endure a pit phase. He had to endure a Potiphar phase. He had to endure a prison phase all before he got to the palace phase or the prime minister phase of his life. And the whole time he kept the dream alive in his heart. For 20 years he waited. And after 20 years, the dream became a reality. I'm talking about faith and patience. Let me talk about Joshua and Caleb. So God tells Moses to pick 12 spies and send them into Israel to spy out the land that he's already given them. It's already done. He's given them this land and 12 spies go in. Only two out of the 12 spies come back and say, yes, we are well able. Yes, I believe God. Yes, this land is ours. Only two of the 12 come and say that. And watch this, 10 of the 12 put a no where God put a yes. And millions of people believed the 10 instead of the two. And so a whole generation of people had to die off in the wilderness. And, and that left Joshua and Caleb waiting. Joshua had to wait 40 years to receive the promise of God. And it was something you know of no fault of his own. He had to wait 40 years for these people to die off because they did not believe God. But after 40 years, he walked in there and he received the promise of God. Now, let me talk about Caleb. When Caleb went in and he went in as a spy, he was 40 years old. While he's in there looking around, he saw a mountain afar off. And the Lord told Caleb, man, that's your mountain. He was like, Lord, can I have that? Yes. And so this is my mountain. I'm going to take possession of that. But now he had to wait 40 years. And after those 40 years, then he was with Joshua. So he waited five more years. And so after 45 years, when he was 85 years old, he goes to God and says, God, give me my mountain. Glory to God. At 85 years old, he was ready to receive the promise of God. After waiting 45 years, they had faith and they had patience. God gave Abraham a call and a promise in Genesis chapter 12, right? At Genesis chapter 12, God calls Abram or Abram at the time, gives him a promise. You're going to have a promise, child. In chapter 21, the baby was born, right? So you think, okay, that was nine chapters. How long was that? That was 25 years. Nine chapters and 25 years later, the baby was born, right? 25 years is a long time. It's great when God gives you a promise in the morning and he makes it happen in the afternoon. I love those situations. 
But like 99% of the time, it doesn't happen that way. So God gives you a promise and there's this space between the promise and the performance and you have to endure that space and you have the grace to do it. What's going to happen when it takes longer than you expected? What's going to happen when it doesn't happen when you wanted it to happen? Are you going to give up? Are you going to cave in? Are you going to quit? Are you going to relax the grip that you have on your faith? Are you going to throw in the towel? Listen, during the 25 years that Abraham and Sarah had to wait, God had to remind him over and over again, you are the father of many nations. And that's what God does with us. While we're waiting on God, while we're believing God, he will remind us and he reminds us a myriad of ways. He can remind us while we're reading the word of God, he can speak to us while we're reading what God said. We can hear what God is saying. He can speak to us through the Holy Spirit. He can give us dreams while we're sleeping. He can give us open visions while we're awake. He can send people to us to give us a confirming word. But whatever he has to do, he does it. Why? To get us to stir up our faith, to keep believing, to press through it, to maintain faith and patience because we need both. Here's my point as we close out this first point is that everything God planned is already done. As far as he's concerned, it's already done because God is outside of time. He's in eternity. And in eternity, he sees everything. When he looks at you, he sees the whole span of your life and he sees your children and he sees your children's children. Glory to God. So when he's working in you, he's working things for the second and third generation. So as far as he's concerned, it's it's already done. But us, you and I, because we live in time, for us, it is literally a matter of time which is why we need faith and patience. We need both to inherit the promises of God. Number two, life is a journey, not an event. Many believers have made a bad habit of only coming to God when they need something, right? They come to God when they want this or they want that. And basically they're, they're, they're looking to God for only the major events of their lives. But God is not an event God. God is a journey God. God is, he is either Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. God is Lord of everything. Even between the major events and you have highs and lows in life, he's the Lord of it all. He's, he wants to be the God of your life. If you read the stories that I just read or talk about David or Joseph or Joshua or Caleb or Abraham, these were people that endured tremendous challenges and they believe God the entire way. You have to believe God the entire way as well. One of the greatest ways to do it is to look at things from God's point of view, which leads me to my last point, my third and final point for today. Look at your situation. Look at me. Right now, I'm going to deal with COVID-19 right now. I want you to look at your situation from God's point of view. Look at it from, from the lens of God, through the lens of faith. When you realize that God knows everything, like past, present, and future, he knows everything. God has already been to your future. And he considered everything that would ever happen to you when he made the promise that he made to you, then you can rest assured that no matter how big this current challenge is with COVID-19, it's not going to be the end of you. God already factored it out when he factored in his grace, when he factored in his power. So please do not factor in what God already factored out. God knows that his grace is sufficient. God knows that his power is enough. God has given you the grace to endure and to overcome what you're facing right now. So let me be clear about COVID-19. God did not put COVID-19 on us. God, this terrible disease was not created by God, but it did not catch God off guard either. So while God didn't make it happen, he knew it would happen. 
So God was not surprised. Therefore, every promise God made you before COVID-19 is still valid because he had the foreknowledge of COVID-19. This means that everything God said to you, look at me, everything God said to you about your business, about your finances, about your health, about your family, every promise God made to you is still a valid promise. Those things are still going to come to pass. Nothing has changed. God is still God. His promises are still true. His power is still immeasurable. His grace is still sufficient. What God is looking for for you now is faith and patience. God has provided you the grace and he's looking for you to provide the faith. You have to provide faith and patience. If you do, you will hold on long enough to see what God said. Let me close with Numbers 23 and 19. The Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, he will perform it. If God promised it, he will make it good. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Declare this over your life. Say this, say, Father, I know that my life is a journey, not just a series of isolated events. I am not like those who only come to you when they need something. You are not just the Lord of the major events in my life. Father, you are my Lord. You're the Lord of my life, all of it. So I walk with you and you walk with me. Walking with you, and embracing your grace helps me not just to endure life, but I enjoy life. I enjoy the journey, every facet of it. I am not moved by negative situations because I know that you already knew <laughs> and you made the promises anyway. So I refuse to factor in something you have already factored out I refuse to put a no where you have put a yes. And I believe that every promise you have ever made me shall come to pass in my life before I die. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages. Go to todaysword.org and click on the subscribe button. Put in your email address there and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I want you to head into this day ready to enjoy the journey. You, you, you cannot be moved by what happens to you. Don't be moved by coronavirus. Coronavirus has come and it will go. God is still God. He knew this was going to happen. He didn't make it happen, but it didn't catch him off guard. So since he was not surprised by it, every promise he has ever made to you shall come to pass. Do me a favor. Please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.